This is Andrew S. Baker from Brainwave Consulting Company, and you're listening to the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show with Andrea in the Morning. You're here for the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show, hump day shift on this happy Wednesday, and we are talking about healing and wellness. Over there, and I don't know about y'all, but I can't wait. I cannot wait. I enjoyed that show thoroughly. I thought they did a very good job. Um, And like I said, Shonda is the bomb. Shonda Land is the bomb. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, But just to continue on, we've been talking about the Federalist Papers and Columbus on the Geritano House Morning Drive. And we've had some homework that we are supposed to be doing to go and research do our research and find out more about these um, texts, um, these early texts. And so I'm very excited. Uh, today we talked about um, the Moorish Quran, and then uh, the other day we talked about the um, the real name of Columbus and the book that was written before he ever set sail. So we're going to be revisiting some of those things on the morning drive. So if you do not participate in our morning drive, please go over there and do that because that's the context. That's where we're doing a lot of reading. That's where Denise is sharing a lot of the research and you know ancestry information that we have come across. And we're not gonna rehash and recap all of that um, on the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show. We are here to talk about what the point is. Like, what's the point? Like, what is the point? Is the purpose of all of this knowledge just to say you know it? No. Is the purpose of all of this knowledge just so that you can lord it over over other people? No, it's not just so that we can walk around telling people that, oh, we're the original man, oh, blah, blah, blah. That's not what the purpose is. And the purpose is certainly not for some people who think that it's okay to go around telling people that they are or are not black or are or are not native or whatever. Like telling people that they're white passing and telling people that they're not really native because they don't know what tribe they came from and all this bunch of foolishness. Like what? What? Like that is the first to me indication that you're not really you're not from the same people that I'm from. My ancestors wouldn't want you doing that. Even if the person that you're talking to is not really native and you can, you know, instinctively see that. Right. You can instinctively see that the person is not native. Like what good is it and what benefit is it and what is the purpose of you telling them that they're not really native? Like what is the purpose of discouraging somebody while they're on their walk to learn about their ancestry? Like, who is that helping? How is that edifying anybody? It's not what we're supposed to be doing. Even if you're right. And that's what I love about the morning drive. We kind of level set over there on that show and talked about (laughs) what you're not going to do on there, right? We don't really care. We don't really care about, you know, um, being mad about somebody 
you know, not really being a real native. We don't really care about that because what does that have to do with me? And how does that, how does me destroying somebody else's legacy prove my own? How does that help me? How does me snatching the rug out from under somebody else and who they believe themselves to be further prove who I am? It doesn't. And so what I was saying on TikTok is that over the past couple of days with some of the information that we've been revisiting, it has kind of hit me like a ton of bricks that some people are going to have a really hard time when this information comes to light. Because it's going to upset their sensibilities. It's going to throw them off. They're so comfortably angry at who they're angry at when they find out that that's not really who the culprit is. They ain't going to know what to do with that. There are some people that are so busy doubling down on telling people who they are and who they're not. And, oh, you're not really this and you're not really that. And you're not really the other. And they so comfortable and confident in it that when the truth comes out, that they're going to they're they're going to be looking real crazy. And I dare say that people who are invested in this misinformation, in this chaos and confusion, there are people who are invested in it. There are people who have built their um, internet influence on it, if you will, right? There are people who are making money off of it even. There are people who, you know, got cults going based on it and everything. It's a whole lot of cults based on misinformation, y'all. A whole lot of them. And when those people find out that what they're a part of and what they're perpetuating is not legitimate, but they've been violently opposing other people, then it's just not going to be pretty. So I have decided... For me and mine, I'm not talking about people who are here to keep up chaos. I'm not talking about people who are here to keep up mess. I'm not talking about the people who just want to be bitter and angry. I ain't talking about them. For those of you who want to do it better, I decided that the only thing for us to do is to focus on healing. It's the only way. Because if, if, if as a society as a people, as a nation, if we don't heal as a world, really, globally, if we don't heal from some of the traumas that we are walking around with that are causing people to be so bitter and angry, when some of these truths are uncovered, it's not going to be pretty because people are not on the right side of the argument necessarily right now. And So if you're on the wrong side of the argument, but you are doubling down on attacking people, then when the the truth is uncovered and you find out that the side that you were on is the wrong side, but you done made an asshole out of yourself being mean to people, like, how are you going to recover from that? And a lot of people can't just be like, oh, I'm sorry. I I apologize for what I did. I was wrong. Some people can't do that. It's like the end of the world. My bag. And they find out that the people, they're so comfortably angry and bitter. But then when you find out that the people or whoever, the system or whatever the thing is that you're angry and bitter about, your anger and your bitterness is misplaced. Then what? 
And I submit that if you're walking around in anger and bitterness, you already are off kilter. So you're not in a good position to recover from anything. Like thinking that, oh, the person will just be like, oh, they'll just repent and oh, say, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Because if you're walking around in anger and bitterness, you probably can't see clearly. Walking around in anger and bitterness skews your perspective, confuses you, causes you to operate in chaos. And I didn't get to this on TikTok, and I'm glad I didn't get to it, because y'all, I tell y'all, I'll be forgetting to save something back for the, for, the, for the actual live discussion. Okay, so I'm going to get some of them videos up. But <clears throat> when you're walking around in bitterness and anger, you're like a conduit. For the chaos, right? You're like a mess waiting to happen. You're a fight waiting to happen. You're an argument waiting to happen. You're an illness waiting to happen. You're a conflict waiting to happen. You're a riot waiting to happen. Whatever, whatever. And you also are unaware that you're walking around like that. Say it again also unaware that you're walking around like that so you don't even have the wherewithal to get yourself away from others you don't even have sense enough to know that you are a magnet for chaos that you're looking for a fight and therefore you should avoid other people y'all that's a hot mess that's a hot mess I didn't even realize how much of a hot mess it was until we just sat here and said it out loud. Huh. Y'all know. Sometimes you feel inspired to talk about things and then you, you know, it, it comes to you and it's not necessarily your opinion, but you're just being used in your purpose. And then half the time you don't even remember what you said. Or sometimes situations and things can come up and you talk about them and you didn't didn't even know. Hopkins, you trying to come on stage with us? Come on, brother. So I'm just saying, I was just inspired by recent events and recent conversations and recent social media and just everything I've been watching and seeing over the past three years, coupled with everything, the research that has been coming to light and I just realized that folk are going to be real upset when they really, really put it all together. I was upset. When I first caught a hint about a Huguenot, I was upset. And then I was even more upset when I found out that they were my ancestors. But even then, y'all, it, it wasn't necessarily easy to put two and two together, you see. So like what Denise was talking about on the morning drive when she referenced all of these empires and how she said it was so difficult for you to follow along in history class because how are you gonna keep up with all these dynasties and who pulled the rug out from under who and stabbed who in the back. And, and on top of that, they didn't tell you the truth because the person who 
stabbed the other person in the back and took over their empire is not going to write history that way. You're never going to know the hijackery that they did until they die off and everybody else tells the story because while they're alive and in power, nobody's allowed to tell the story like that. So uncovering all of these hijacks, you know, revealing all of the misinformation, I've been doing it a lot longer than most people have. And Denise has been doing it longer than I have. And we are still every day confused and like, wait a minute, what? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh-uh. Remember Denise, such and such, such. She'd be like, no, Andrea, remember such and such. And then we piece it all together. So if we're confused, I know this is not a slight of anybody's intelligence. We are privileged. We are privileged to have gone to the HBCUs we went through and got a little piece of the information. We are privileged to have had a dad who was interested and tracked our records. We are privileged to have lived and known our grannies and lived with our great granny and actually know the history of our Native American ancestors and where they lived at and where they came from in Virginia. We're privileged to have access to that information. I know most people don't have that information. Most people are not privileged to have factual access to their ancestry information the way Denise and I have. And then on top of that, they're not privileged to have like a big sister like I am that they can be on the phone with for hours going, okay, now wait a minute, Denise, you know I'm slow, remind me of such and such. And then I was privileged to spend several hours on the phone with the man himself, y'all. Curameo spent like seven, eight hours on the phone with me from South America going through my ancestry records with me where I gave him access to my ancestry.com account and let him, cause we was about to have an argument. Cause he was trying to tell me what to do and to click, click, click and don't pay attention to this thing or that thing. Or my auntie had put some stuff in there that was janky and wasn't even true and didn't make no sense in his brain because, and this I can relate to this, okay? I didn't get mad no kind of way, but I, he probably expected me to do to him what most people do to me, which is get mad right? Because he was very abrasively telling me and all of his wisdom and knowledge and experience, just because that says that it don't mean shit. But he's used to people getting mad and going off on him because they're so comfortable with the narrative, right? Oh, I know we came from slaves. Oh, I know our last name was from some slaves. Oh, I know. So when he come and start telling them that it's not what they thought it is, they get mad at him. So he was all ready for me to get mad. I didn't get mad. I was like, uh-uh-uh, I had to tell him, hold up. I'm here to let you know I don't have no love for none of the people that put this information in here, and I don't have no love for this system. So I'm just letting you know whatever it is that you suggest that I should do, I'm going to go with that because I respect your knowledge. He was like, bet, let me have access to it then. I said, okay, here you go. And then he got to going, click, 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 cleaning up stuff. And two of the people that me and Denise had been trying to get to the bottom of for like three months, we finally got to the bottom of because he knows how to put this website together with another website and get to the bottom of it. And just because your auntie or whoever put this information in here, it doesn't make it true. So you gotta go cross-reference it with these other websites. And he knows how to do that, click, click, click. And he don't have to sit there and argue with me and be like, no, click this, here's why, da, 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 da. He just click, click, click. And he's explaining it to me while he's doing it, but he doesn't have to take the time. So eight hours of him doing this. Most people are not that privileged. 
So as much access and information as I've had, as much as I have been eased into this information that we're just now coming to the truth of in March of 2022, I can imagine somebody who hasn't had the privilege to be exposed to all of this information the way that I have, it's going to be mind-blowing to them. Especially if last week they were just on the internet cussing somebody out and calling them all kinds of names and telling people that they are not allowed to play with us and all this kind of stuff. It's going to be a rude awakening. And so I came to the realization that the only way that we're going to be okay, the only way we're going to get the only way we're going to be able to, quote unquote, usher in the age of Aquarius and this new age of, you know, uh, positivity and blah, 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 is if we focus on healing. Because if we don't focus on healing, people aren't going to be ready for the truth. And the truth, was, um, they said in uh, the Lemonade song, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. That's facts. That's facts right there. So we have to so focus on healing. Time, can I introduce what I found today? The video? I know you haven't watched it yet. Oh, by all means. Hey, what's up? I'm Daniel Chapman, a.k.a. 1202 Deuce Lee. And you are listening to the Living Sugar Free Lifestyle Show with Andrea in the morning. Wow. And it was from the 15th century. And so that is pre-King James. And if you don't know about King James being swarthy and you don't know what swarthy means, go on over to uh, Curmail on YouTube and get you a nice lesson. Hey, Madi, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you and everybody else, y'all. My um, stereo is all jacked up. I really can't see. So I don't. I don't want to leave anybody out, but if you would like to um, join us, definitely just have information in your profile so that we can see your bio and we will definitely have you on stage. Um, and we are here every morning for the Geritano House Morning Drive at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to let y'all know that. Please do come back and join us to continue this discussion. Um, because I am actually just following up. I'm following up on some research because you know you can't do research and it not impact you. You know you can't read up on all this stuff and it not impact you. You know, and at some point you have to act on the information, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to act on the information. And I'm, I'm just, if I should shout people out from this side on my friends list, because it tells me that a lot of people are on here, but then it doesn't tell me the people are in the audience. So I don't know. I don't get it. I just don't understand what they're doing with stereo. Um, so anyway, whoever's here, hey, shout out. Love y'all. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, if you want to come up and speak, let us know. And you guys will let me know if you see anybody um, in the audience. Shout out as well. Shouting people out. I think I see. Okay, I see Madi. I see Hopkins. I've got a plus one. But then it goes away. So, I don't know. 
Let me know, y'all. I thought Hopkins was trying to come up. I clicked on it, and it kicked him out of the room. And then, so I don't know what's going on. I guess stereo is still getting the bugs out. So anyway, you guys, we're talking about healing. We're talking about how exactly, because that's my lane, right? Wellness. I could talk to you all day long about meditation, yoga, working out, vitamins, you know, skincare. I could talk to you all day long about all of that kind of stuff. But if we're not like doing the basic foundational things, then all the research that we're doing is just fluff, right? We're not really helping people um, improve their lives. We're not really improving our own life. We're not really being the change in the world. You know, we're just getting caught up in whatever mess, being tossed to and fro with whatever drama. We're not adding no value to the conversations. You know, we getting on social media. We letting them have us all irate. You know, we getting caught up and engaging. Listen, I had to tell everybody earlier on the live on, on TikTok, you know, um, I'm not here for the evil. Like, that's not my business. I'm not scared of the evil. The evil is not impacting me. The evil can't stop me. So for me to spend all my energy focusing on the evil, that's folly. I'm here to help elevate, influence, improve, empower good. That's what I'm here to do. And any way that I can help elevate, improve, amplify, empower good, that's what my job is to do. You know, so it is about helping the people that want to know how to do it better, do it better. You know, it's not about spending all of our time, you know, dealing with the big stick situations. I'd rather deal with the low hanging fruit because multiplying good can have more impact on evil than fighting evil ever could. Right. That's too much energy. I spend all my energy looking for a fight. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to always attract fights, right? And then I'm not really empowering the good. But if I spend my energy empowering the good, then many hands make light work. And so the more I empower the good, then the more the good can be spread around, right? And everybody do their part because there really are more of us than there are of them. There's more good than there is the bad, period. Period. And so... It is up to each and every one of us to use our superpowers for good, right? But me using my superpower for good means helping you to focus on your superpower as opposed to focusing on all the chaos and all of the fear and all the drama, right? Because the chaos and the fear and the drama is going to be there because that's the trick. That's the good and the evil. The evil wants to keep up chaos and fear and drama because that's how the evil is energized through chaos and the fear and the drama, okay? By you focusing on love and trust and gratitude, you are supercharging your superpowers, if you will. You taking the, uh, you taking the uh, super pellets, right? That's how you super supercharge your, your powers. This is scientific, y'all. I'm using superhero terms, but you can go watch Bruce Lipton talk about epigenetics and how much more love and gratitude and trust, how much more beneficial those emotions and energies are for the body than fear and negativity, right? So even from the standpoint of 
healing and and physically dealing with whatever mess we have to deal with in this world, right? Being overworked, um, not eating the right foods, not even having access to the right foods for many people. Just walking in a higher vibration and a loving energy can do wonders for your health. So if ever there was a reason to not allow the historic evils to win, um, now would be the time. And if the simplest way to not allow, like we always talk about the genocide and the chaos and the evil and the killing of the people and the blah, 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 blah. But we don't teach people how to spend enough time girding up their own wellness and and improving their own life and likelihood of survivability, if you will, because stress is the number one killer. Like everybody knows that, but nobody does anything about it, right? And so certain stresses in life just come and there's nothing you can do about it, right? You're always going to encounter the asshole at work or on the street or whatever. But A, if you do what you're supposed to do to manage your own mental health and mindfulness, then those instances of random humans that you can't control, A, they're not as attracted to you, and B, you're in a better position to deal with them. Like, y'all can't see me now, but when I was on TikTok, I did the whole zen, you know, like, uh, uh, tai Chi, karate, sort of just dodging, you know, as opposed to flailing and, ah, you know, fighting like wild and not really hitting a target. That's the difference. And so I think that as humans in general, but extra in our society and extra if you're an influencer and if you're on social media, extra if you're an entrepreneur, extra if you're a change agent, right? We tend to self-impose a lot of stresses before we even get to the external stresses that we can't control. So that's all I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that we um, be accountable um, and manage what we can manage and own our stuff, right? Um, getting over shit. I don't give a damn who did it. I don't care who shot John. I don't care who did what to who. I don't care what it was. Like it is detrimental to your health, to your physical health, to your mental health and to your spiritual health that you be willing right now to get the fuck over it. I'm not saying that you're going to be able to get the fuck over it right now. I'm saying that you be willing to right now get the fuck over it. If you're willing to, I promise you, you will get what you need to be able to. But right now, you just have to be willing to. We have a message. Good evening, y'all. Sorry about that. Um, I was driving, trying to be like Denise and drive and listen, and I couldn't do it. I had got a phone call, and they kicked me out. Anyway, um, what you said... You said something about, um, you know, being um, being healthy. I think a lot of times we uh, well, I, I would say for me, like the, the stress is on the the focus on your physical health, physical health. Everything is physical. You got to look good. You got to be good. You got to be, you know, what I mean, um, lose weight, all these things, which is all good. But then um, for me, I feel like there's not enough emphasis on the mental not enough enough in emphasis on the spiritual health, in my opinion. So, uh, and that's what I'm doing right now. It took it took me years to get to this point, but I'm getting better at that now. Super awesome to hear. 
Hopkins, it it takes a, a while to get there and but you can only know that you're getting there by doing the work. Andrea talked about that on TikTok too. Yes, and you can only know that you're getting there by having not been there before, right? And, 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 you know, that's part of this journey, part of this spiritual um, and mental health journey is learning that it was all good. That's crazy. Like that seriously, like just saying it like that, realizing that the it, the what's the, which pill is it? Which pill are you supposed to take to get out the matrix? Y'all I forget which pill, okay. the blue pill, is it the blue pill? You don't seem certain. That's the only reason I'm asking. Oh, Denise, do you know? Anyway, whichever pill you take to wake up. Yeah, no, I thought it was the red one, so I don't know. See? And that's the hilarity of it. He said it could be. Well, I, I don't know. That's the hilarity of it. Like Bruce Lipton said, you never really know if you're sleeping or awake anyway. But anyway, that's the whole point is whichever pill you take to wake up, that is where we are right now. That is the being willing to go to the next level, like being willing to do the work, being willing to do what Hopkins said, right? You guys, this is like saying that you finally get to this point. It's crazy because it's so simple, like what we're saying. Like it's crazy to just now get to this point. Oh gosh, he kind of did look like a mailman a little bit. So, you know, um, when you get to this point, and then you realize how simple it was the whole time. It's like, what? What? Right? Because it ultimately boils down to self-care, governing self, managing your your mental health, managing your, your triggers and your, right? Respecting your own boundaries, right? Loving yourself, right? And like taking accountability and taking account for self and not being so caught up in everybody else and what everybody else is doing, because that'll have you miserable, right? But I think when they told us that we had to surrender, they made it all convoluted and they never really said, they never gave the list of 21 things for self-care and wrapped it in that pot. They made it very convoluted. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. Right. And keep it simple, right? Keep it simple. The basics, back to the basics. Oh, messages. Come on. It's the red pill. The blue pill will keep you in the matrix, but the red pill will take you down the rabbit hole. Thank you. Hey. Thank you for clarifying next, that, sir. We appreciate message. you so much. Remember, I'm offering you the truth. Nothing more. Brilliant. Perfect Morpheus. Thank you so much as he changes his hat. Um, so basically taking the red pill is making a choice to be accountable, making the choice to be mindful, making the choice to be open to the truth being different than what you thought it was basically. Right. Making the choice to 
be more of a student and a scholar than you are of a, what's the word I want to say, reporter, right? Or lecturer. I don't know what even to call these people, right? Because it's not all about convincing other people or being right or whatever. I mean, I'm saying this, I have a platform, but I'm not on, here's the difference. I'm not on other people's pages. Like guys, like what in, like what in the ham sandwich is going on with people who have an issue with just like scrolling on or hitting not interested in newsfeed? The only thing that you can think is that somebody put them up to that. They have a purpose. They There is a reason why they're taking time out of their day to either hate on you, bring you down, argue with you or whatever. There's a reason for that. And so like getting bent out of shape and caught up in your opinion and caught up in whether they like you and what they think. And that's ego and pride, period, plain and simple, period. Why don't they like me? Why won't they agree with me? Right. Or they embarrass me in front of or they how dare they be on my page or who do they think they're talking to or right. Whatever. And like I said on TikTok earlier, like I'm not telling nobody don't clap back, get them, eat their face off. Have at it. Eat them for lunch. Let that be your entertainment if you so feel like it. But don't let it disrupt your peace. A, you can't be caught up in all of these negative clapbacks and that becomes the source of your content because first of all, ew, like why are you spewing all that negativity over your audience all the time, right? But also too, for your own self. You're caught up. Like, is like, what is your mission? What is your vision? What is your brand? Like, is it clapbacks? No. But having one or two or three sprinkled in amongst all of your other messages, absolutely. A, set the example that people have a right to clean their house and keep their living room in order and people don't get to come into your house and put their feet up on your table and talk any old kind of way. That's A, right? And B, you might go to the range, you might go to the boxing rink, you might do push-ups, you might do jumping jacks, you might go to a mountain cliff and scream and holler and whatever you do for your kind of release to get some frustration up off of you for the oppressive type of environment that we live in. I'm not saying anybody shouldn't be able to do that. Matter of fact, I think people should absolutely do that. Just don't get caught up. Just don't get caught up. And that's why I think people get caught up, because of what Hopkins said. We don't spend enough time incorporating physical, mental, spiritual wellness. Not so much that there aren't people talking about it, because there are, you know, there's plenty of churches you can go to and synagogues and mosques and whatever other enlightenment temples and Scientologies and cults and whatever else, <laughs> right? Plenty of them. There's plenty of therapists you can go to, right? And all versions of those, right? Plenty of coaches. There's all manner of schools and educational institutions that you can go to and you can go to schools and educational institutions about these mental things and spiritual things as well so there's no shortage of talk or conversation 
or opportunities or whatever to hear from experts in these fields. But the problem is that we don't spend enough time incorporating all of these things together because quite frankly, whichever one of those three lanes you go down, you likely don't have time for any of the others. If you spend all your time at the gym, you probably don't spend a whole lot of time at church or at university. If you spend all your time at university, you probably don't spend a whole lot of time at church or at the gym. If you spend all your time at church, you probably don't spend a whole lot of time at university or at, I forgot what the other one is. I mean, y'all get my point. (laughs) I'm not saying some people don't do both. They do. I was a person who did both sometimes. But clearly, you're going to do one more than what you do to other. And there's only so many hours in a day, so something's going to fall off. And because, I'm sorry to say, y'all, all three of those things tend to be done for show, you're not really doing it with the heart and the core of what it's about. So it's not effective. None of the three things, the church, the educational institution or the gym ain't really effective for you because you eating bonbons while you're going to the gym, you going to church and you beating your wife (laughs) and you going to the educational institution acting like you don't wanna be there and not really studying. I mean, like, you know, so none of the three things are, you know, it's only so many hours in a day. So people become resentful and it becomes drudgery. It becomes like pulling teeth. Like, why do you have to have people in church every day of the week? Why don't you have people come to your church on some days and on other days you have in business conferences and on other days you teach teaching people about working out. And then on other days you, you know, um, what's, what was it? Working out church and shoot the gym. Yeah. Why don't you incorporate all those things together? Why? Why aren't you? And now people are starting to do that more. My old church does that no more. My church actually had me visit to do um, part of their wellness retreat and, you know, working out and stuff. So um, I'm happy to say that I I guess mm, it's all marketing. So people realize that, oh, hey, if we're a you know, school, we're losing all of our people to the gym or, you know, whatever, that's where they're hanging out. So they're starting to incorporate these things more and more. And people who are smart understand. Um, I think that I, I learned about the integrative model from some corporate people who understand that with all of their degrees and experience in business, they didn't really understand anything until they understood how to, you know, approach things from an integrative approach where you care about, you know, spiritual things, you care about mental health, you care about the environment, you know, you care about people's happiness, you know, you care about all of these things, then obviously you're going to, your company's going to be more productive. It just is, you know, and especially if you're already a company that is already productive, how dare you not care about these things? So I was fortunate to hear about it from these people. And, you know, but these are some rare people. One of them is no longer with us. He died mysteriously. So, you know, um, (laughs) I don't know. I think it's up to all of us to be diligent and not just talk about it, but to be about it and do our research and actually do our spiritual work. You know, people call it shadow work, whatever they want to call it, whatever you want to call it, where you are actually getting in touch with and dealing with your own bitterness, the things you're angry about, whatever you feel like your parents did or didn't do, you know, 
If you black and you mad at white folk, if you white, you mad at black folk, whatever. Women mad at men, men mad at women, you mad, whatever. What you, what you mad for? One of the reasons why, I think I listed 10 things. I didn't get to 10, it was more like eight on TikTok because um, somebody asked me how to get over the aggression and the bitterness. And um, first of all, don't be carrying that shit around with you. Like carrying around anger and bitterness is a no-go. So that means like right now, whatever it is, you need to pray, meditate, you know, give an offering. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I don't want them to cut me off because, you know, I don't know if people might take me seriously. But whatever it is you need to do to get over it, smoke a blunt, pour libations, let it go. It's not worth it. And here is the biggest reason why you can, okay? And it was one of my things that I said on the list earlier if you were on TikTok with us. It's the gratitude part. In order to be angry about something, there has to have been an offense committed, right? So somebody did something to you or to us as a society or as a people or our country or whoever. You mad because they killed Jesus, whatever. But in order for you to be bitter about something means that you feel like that thing that happened that you're angry about somehow caused you damages and continued to cause you damages. And that's why you're bitter about it. It's because of them that you blank. Whatever it is, whoever did it. Seriously, this is the psychology behind bitterness. Like being mad at somebody because they did something like, right, you get into an altercation right now with somebody and you cuss them out, whatever, you mad for a minute. And then really, if you do like I said earlier, which is speak your mind, like you might be wrong, but speak your mind. Speak your mind respectfully. That way, if you're wrong, you don't have to look stupid. <laughs> speak your mind. And deal with things when they happen so you don't have to walk around carrying anger carrying bitterness because you didn't speak up. But if it's some long time bitterness because somebody did something real bad, real devastating, real traumatic, whatever, whatever. What is it about your life right now that you're so miserable about your life right now the way that it is that you feel like you have to blame somebody for it? Now I want you to think about that for a minute. Don't answer out loud, nobody. You ask your own self. Don't if you're in the house with other people and they listen and just keep looking straight. They'll never know that I'm talking about you. What is so horrible about your life right now that you have to blame somebody for it? Because first of all, you're alive, right? You're alive. You breathing okay? Mm-hmm. You got a smartphone or a computer or something because you wouldn't be listening to me. Matter of fact, you got a smartphone because you can't even get on stereo on a computer. You got a smartphone. That means you probably ain't hungry because if you had a smartphone and you, well, yeah, you ain't hungry. You got food. That probably means you probably got a job and a way to make an income. And if you're listening to me, you probably are like entrepreneurial too. 
you probably are social entrepreneurial, and that means you give back to others, so you impact in lives. Yeah, you got a lot of shit to be grateful for. And in order for you to be walking in bitterness, you have to be angry and blaming somebody for your current situation. Do you realize how you're not really walking in gratitude if you're walking in bitterness? So if you do the gratitude exercises, the bitterness will melt away from you. We got a message. So why is it so hard for people to speak their mind? I know there's fear in that, but why do you think, besides the fear, like why do you think it's so hard for people to just say what they feel? I like what you said. You said say it respectfully. This is Denise Geritano from SD Management and Consulting. You're listening to the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show with Andrea in the morning. Um, multiple reasons. Um, I was talking earlier, one of my friends on TikTok was saying that she is highly afraid of, I don't remember if that's exactly the way she said, I don't want to misquote her, but you know, some of y'all can relate to this. Some people can relate to this and other things. Some people are terrified of confrontation. doesn't mean they're afraid of you or afraid of someone else or afraid of anything in particular. They're just afraid of confrontation. Confrontation makes them so uncomfortable. So they will avoid it like their life depended on it. Some people want to be liked so bad that they don't want to say nothing bad to nobody. They don't want to ever be the bad guy. They don't want to ever correct nobody. They want to ever tell nobody else about their business. They don't want to ever nothing. I've had people say that to me before. I've had a, a person who's a boss over some employees, right? A grown, whole, grown-ass man, like y'all say nowadays, been married before, has opinions, very opinionated, matter of fact, but who doesn't give his opinion, and for y'all who are quote-unquote allies, this is a no-go, doesn't give his opinion when, even if he feels like it's warranted, because he doesn't feel like it's his place to be out here telling nobody nothing. Well, if the whole see something, say something phrase is a thing, right? Because we want everybody to self-police. We don't want the police to have to police because they're not policing. But also, too, you don't have eyes in the back of your head and you can't be everywhere, right? Your kids have to go out into this world, right? You have to go out into this world. You want people who have privilege and authority to stand up and do the right thing. We just I just heard a video Denise was watching today about where a dude was getting on a police officer for not checking another police officer was doing wrong, right? So if that's the case, then how can you be walking around saying, oh, it's not my place to give my opinion? Well, huh? sometimes you're the only person whose place it is to give your opinion, because if not you, then who? <laughs> like you're the only person who saw it happen. You're the only person who knows that this person is embezzling money or doing fraud or rape somebody or whatever the thing is, right? That you're the only person who 
can, has the authority to, has the power to, has the whatever to check this person, but you're not doing it. Like, to whom much is given, much is required. And that phrase can go all kind of ways. Sometimes it goes to titles and authority and position, but sometimes it just goes to just being a grown-up human citizen of the United States or of the world, being a global citizen. It's your responsibility. Like sometimes if it happened in front of your eyes, that means it was your responsibility to say something. If you know that it goes against standards of basic right and wrong, if you know that it goes against the basic UN um, statement on human rights and it happens in front of your eyes and there's no police or authority around to say something, then guess what? It's your responsibility to say something. Period. And you don't get to avoid conflict or avoid confrontation in that instance, or I just don't want to get involved, or I just want to mind my own business, or I just want to live in peace. You're part of the problem at that point, period. And so some people do it because they're just making excuses. You know, their ego and their pride makes excuses for them as to why they don't have to be the accountable person in the situation or the whatever. Listen, I can't stand to be minding my own business and somebody commit a crime within my vicinity and the police are on the way and I'm looking like I'm about to have to be a witness. You want to piss me off? Do something illegal in front of me. And don't tell me about it ahead of time so I can get the hell up out of there before you do it. Like, right? It, like, legally, I'm supposed to, you told me you were going to do it. So now you done messed me up anyway. Because now if you get caught and I don't call the police, I'm in trouble. Or let's say you do something. Let's say you told me that you was going to steal a candy bar, right? And that's no big deal. But guess what? In the vein of stealing the candy bar, the store owner went overboard because you're black and whatever. And then y'all got into a fight and then they bust their head and you ended up killing them over a candy bar. Now I'm a witness to a murder because I know that you was going in there to steal the candy bar. Ugh. Yeah, y'all, I can come up with the craziest, most outlandish scenarios because you can't make this shit up. I can only come up with these type stories because stuff like this has happened in real life. Come on now, my imagination ain't that damn good. Come on. You see, I'm a person that's going to say something. There's very few people in this world that are close enough to me that might even be okay with joking. You know, there's jokes that go around the internet, like joking that they're going to call me and I'm going to help them cover up or whatever. That I'm going to help them hide the body or whatever. There's only a few people in this whole entire world that even think they can even joke with me like that. Because for the most part, <laughs> as an entrepreneur, the things that I've been asked to do from lying about people's references to giving people check stubs to whatever foolishness, they get their face cracked when they find out that I'm not the one. Why would I put my reputation on the line for you? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? What human being on this whole entire planet is worth you putting your whole entire freedom and reputation on the line because they did something janky that you weren't included in? Now, listen. If your significant other or sibling or closest ace boon coon is going to, like commit the heist of the century 
and they didn't include you as part of the planning and give you the opportunity to talk their asses out of it, why would you cover it up for them? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? And then if they did give you the opportunity to be part of the planning and you tried to talk them out of it because it was stupid and you tried to tell them the shit wasn't going to work and then they wouldn't listen, why would you cover it up for them? <laughs> Come on, y'all. You're an accessory. So there's a laundry list of reasons why people don't get to remain silent just because they want to avoid conflict. But why do we look at things like I just described in terms of that, but when it comes up to speaking up for your own self? When it comes to speaking up for your own rights or your own freedoms or your own boundaries, people have an issue with it because you need some self-love about you. Because our society has trained you that self-love is a bad thing. So people are walking around with all kind of false humility on them, overly abusive. Like it reminds you of the movies with the Catholic... Um, uh, with the Catholic monk flogging herself with the um, with the thing, hitting herself with the thing. That's like how our society is. Like nobody can give you a compliment. You take shit off all of the wrong people, and it's ridiculous. And I say that we can't heal from past trauma while we're currently taking shit off of people for current stuff, right? You go into a spiral thinking about everything that ever happened to you because your boss is an asshole and you won't stand up to him and you won't quit and you won't find another job. Or your spouse is abusive and so you thinking about how horrible your parents were or whatever. We don't deal with the issues that need to be dealt with. So we project and blame it on other stuff and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just saying this time out for all that. Like we cannot continue to point the finger at people because of their color or their religion or their profession or politics or all that bunch of dumb shit while not being willing to look in the mirror and look at our own self and get our own houses and our own minds in order, period. So I'm not even going to do another 90 day challenge because yawn. The first one we did was so great and it was so tired. And I think after that, it kind of fizzled out. I don't know. Maybe we'll get excited and we'll do another one. But, you know, taking the red pill is not needing a 90 day challenge. Oh, and if I didn't say it, I said it on TikTok, you guys. I think I'm going to cap it at like a number. I'm not sure what the number is, but it's not going to be too big because if I make it too big, then I'm not going to be able to say it's intimate. But I'm going to do a letter, a regular letter um, to Lemon Sugar Free Sweethearts. So if you want to be on that mailing list, um, you got to go to the Facebook page for Andrea Raquel, Sugar Free Coach, and you got to follow the page and you got to send a message or comment somewhere that you want to be subscribed. Period. That's what you got to do. That's for the first. That's to be subscribed. That's what you got to do for the first one. It's going to go out this week, you guys. So. If you want that, it's going to be really good. I'm going to talk more in detail, more in depth about some of the stuff that we kind of gloss over, like the actual um, ancestry research and what we did and some of the stuff about it. Because I decided I was going to share like my, my ancestry information, but then I decided I didn't want to because 
I learned from somebody, and I don't even know if my ancestors, if my tribe, you know, believed in this or not, but it just makes sense. That naming people who are no longer with us and just dragging up people's names and all of that is, it's not letting people rest in peace. And so also too, I've learned that the whole proof thing is uh, this side of the hijack answer or this side of the hijack follow-up to the assignment of the earlier days of the Walter Pleckers where they erased all the information and stole people's history so that their descendants now could say, oh, show me the proof. Well, you know that there is no proof because you know doggone well your ancestors erased it. But unlike a lot of people, I do have proof, but I don't have to show it to you. <laughs> and that's kind of almost more gratifying because I don't really care what you think. So <laughs> um, I'm going to share it, share not all of it, but some of it, though, um, intimately with some of these um, newsletter things, maybe like some pictures and some discoveries and things like that. I'm going to take you all on the journey. Um, and as I travel and as I go some of these places, you all will be able to see as we go on this hike maybe up in these mines maybe that we're about to go in um and you all will see that first um we'll probably do some contests and have some giveaways and different things like that so you know social media is becoming a bit overwhelming um and it's becoming more commercial even for me so the same way that we do like uh, mutual only posts is the way that we will use this um letter to live in sugar-free sweethearts so if you want to sign up for it um, go to Facebook and make sure you're following the page and send me a message saying, subscribe me. And I, that's been an hour and everybody's dropped down. So I don't think anybody has anything to add or if anybody wants to, um, anybody wants to add anything on what we talked about. I'd love to hear from you. I'm just going to round robin everybody to the stage. And if you don't want to come, it's all good. But if you do just accept, um, and then we'll get out of here. Nobody wants to talk. I appreciate you so much for joining me for another episode of the Living Sugar Free Lifestyle Show, Hump Day Shift. I want to thank Tease Two Cents for being the most awesome producer on the whole entire planet and for being the most wonderful everything on the whole planet. I want to thank my big sis, Simply Denise, and my big brother, Joe G, for getting my back and supporting me as always. I want to thank them for their bravery with the Geritano House uh, on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, for the morning drive, every Monday through Friday, at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I want to thank our regular supporters, Hopkins and Louita and Jory and Sean and our TXNL execs, Andrew and Anthony. Appreciate all of you for your participation. And I'm so looking forward to the TXNL orientation that's taking place at the end of April. If you haven't already, um, Submit your um, form on bettermeinc.org under official members. Scroll to the bottom of the page. 
submit that form to make sure that you get an invite and participate in that orientation. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's no obliga obligation. There's no fee. You definitely want to be a part of that. Um, we're going places and we want to go places together. We don't want anybody to be left out or left behind. We don't want anybody to struggle by themselves. There's no reason to. This is the reason. We're not just educating ourselves for the sake of being educated. We're educating ourselves so that we can know who we are and so we can act on it. And so we're giving you the tools, we're giving you the support, we're giving you the resources, um, the edification and what you need to act on it to be the change in your community and in your family and to not have to do it alone. Um, and we're all on this journey together and we're gonna continue to grow and learn together. And I will see you all again um, next week this time, 4.20 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Stereo app for the live recording. And if you're listening via Spotify or Apple or Google or Amazon or any of the podcasty places, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next time. Talk soon. Thanks for tuning in to Andrea in the Morning. This is Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and following. I hope you've liked our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash sugar-free coach as well as on Twitter. You can catch me on Twitter at sugar-free coach. I will follow back and reciprocate. I always do.